Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. But I believe by far the majority of people are standing here sorrowing over this, trying somehow to achieve and somehow to please God by your own works. And how many times have you looked in the mirror and you said, oh, I've I just been so disappointed at myself. I'm so disappointed in myself. God, and you might not say it, but in your heart you say, God, one day you'll be pleased with me. One day I won't sin again. One day. As long as you'll be at that pile, you're going to die. But when you present yourself on this one, this is an altar. There's a huge difference between an altar and a pile of stones with a death sentence. An altar is voluntary. You volunteer, you give your life, you lay it down for his glory. God, whatever you want to do with me, that's up to you. That's where the blessing comes. This is where the curse tries to be covered over. We try to cover over and we try to, to take this cursed thing, which is our own natural man, and we try to cover it over with stones and put some more death things on top of it, somehow to hold it down. And all we're doing is we're casting a spell on ourselves. The Valley of Achor will be a door of hope. Do you hear me? You see, people, some of you don't hear it yet. You see it, but you don't hear it. Some of you need to see that that's my life. That's my life. That's my life. This pile happened because of defeating Ai. This one here happened because of obedience by leaving the land. It happened in the same valley. To one it was a glorious thing where God will bless all the families of the earth. To the other one it's a death sentence and it stays there. And I wonder how many of you, if you walk in, if we'd see these two signs, if we could see these two signs on the screen. I don't know if that's possible or not. But if we walk in here, we come into the presence God told us, go to the valley of Achor. So here we come walking, and we see that pile that says about Abraham. We see this one, it says about Achan. I wonder where we're drawn to. I wonder where we're drawn to. And when I say that, most of you would probably say, well, I'm drawn to Abraham because it doesn't hurt us much. The opposite's correct. There you die. This kills you. There you die. From this experience on you live. From this one you're gone for good. We look at this and we look, which one? You say like this, well I'm drawn to this. Where have you been drawn to? Which pile of stone have you been standing at? Which piles of stone have you been looking at? Which one is your experience? If I would ask to go back in your life for the past six months, for the past year, and I would take history and I would write it down as a descriptive, in a descriptive way, write down which pile you've spent most time with, only then can you correctly say which pile has been yours. God, what are you saying? What are you seeing in my life? You tell me that it's in this valley of Achor is where the door of hope is. 
But every time I come, I look at all the sins I've committed and I see as a death sentence on me and I just, it just looks hopeless. God, there's just no way that you can help me. It just looks at every turn I make, every decision I make, it always goes wrong. Like something cursed me. I get these little rays of hope that now it will be better and boom, the picture turns dark. And now it got worse again. And for some reason at this pile, any little hope, any little expectation that I put out, it always turns sour on me. That's this pile. This one over here is a totally different story. Here you lay on that altar. It's the altar of Abraham. You lay yourself on that altar as a complete sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. It's your reasonable service. And your mind gets changed when you lay on this altar. And all at once you start thanking and blessing God for everything, including trials. All of this. It's your door of hope. Your door of hope is here. It's not there. I hope you see something. Let's go on. There's another great thing that happened, or another big thing that happened at this altar over here. There was two men standing at this altar at one place. After that, Abraham, or Abram, he went to Egypt. First time he came through where he built the altar, Bible says, and then he continued on to Egypt. And then from Egypt, he was over there, and then he came back several years later, obviously. He came back, and at this one point, he came right back to this same spot. And then he had another person with him right then. And they looked at this, and they saw some fighting amongst each other. They said, you know what? Abraham looked to, there, this pile of stone was not there yet. They looked to each other, and they were thinking a little bit, and they said, you know what? It's not good, because we have, our servants are striving with each other. There's not enough grass here. This place where there's all this hope, there's no grass. And the one man had the option, his name was Lot. And he looked down over the hills and he saw the garden of God. That's what the Bible calls it, Sodom and Gomorrah, the garden of God. He saw the garden of God and he said, ah, it makes human sense for me to take my servants and my cattle and go down to the garden of God where the rivers are flowing and the grass is green and there I can have all the food and all the grass that my cattle can have. It makes total sense. That happened at this pile, at this altar. Two men at the same altar made two different choices. One person at that altar said like this, I will take whatever because I believe in the covenant. The other one says, well, this makes more sense. His name was Lot. And so there goes Lot. And he goes, okay. See ya, Abraham. See ya. Yes, we'll see ya. Now he goes. Come on, everybody, let's take our flocks. And you could see Abraham proudly standing up there on top of that mountain, Right here at this altar, right in that area, the Valley of Achor, looking down and says, oh, what a foolish choice. He would rather make a league with the land than he would with the God of heaven. After he vanished into the distance where he couldn't see him anymore, then God said, Abraham, your covenant is on here. But let me tell you something, Abraham. Look around. 
Look all around. In fact, this is the Valley of Achor. I have a picture right here. That is the Valley of Achor. This happened right there. All the way and look around here. Look all the way around. God said, Abraham, I have given you all the land round about. Now go and walk it. Lot chose Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham chose God and he had it all. You see the difference? Abraham had Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham had everything if he would have wanted it. He says, now go and walk the land. Go by faith. I've showed you what I can do. I showed you what is yours. Now go walk it. So he went to the north, up to the Lebanon border. Then he went east. He went west to Mediterranean, south to Egypt. There he walked, the length and the breadth. And once he walked it, it was his. Amen. That happened in the Valley of Achor. That's our hope. If you need hope in your life, God says, go to the Valley of Achor. There is a door of hope. That door of hope is one that Lot did not walk through. That door of hope is one that Achan did not walk through. That door of hope was Abraham. And all the families of the earth in that covenant will be blessed with the Abrahamic blessing. If you believe in that covenant, if you stand in that covenant with God, that's our hope. Do you get something deeper in what I'm saying? One of my greatest cries was, God, if I could just unveil what's in my heart about this message. And I trust that God will show you more than what I'm saying. Because I, I was telling the ministry before, and I said, I don't know that there's words that I can put in some of the things that I know about this altar. I don't know that there's words that I can turn to, but that God would form them. Because what is more important than the word is the power. The Bible says that it's not in word, but in power and demonstration of God's spirit. My Lord, how many of you have been trying? You saw some people perhaps that have this garment of praise, this garment of righteousness. They have it on them. It's obvious, and you would long to have that. And you're willing to go out, and you're going to grab it from some other place. You'll grab it out of Babylon. You'll grab it or the gold that it lacks the trying in the fire. You want the gold, but you don't want to be tried in the fire that we read about in Revelation. That's what we have over here. You see, over here, even the hardest trial becomes a sweet flavor in your heart. Do you hear me? The hardest trial, the most difficult moment, the, the most, the deepest, the darkest moment of your life can be completely lit up, can be a complete blessing to you because it's spiritual. Over here, all that you see ever is death, just death and death and death. The true gold that you will ever get that God wants you to have is the gold that is tried in the fire and the silver as well. And the robe that you are to wear is something you will not make yourself. It is something you cannot develop. It is something you can spend a lifetime trying to weave something together to cover yourself with that maybe now God will accept me. No, it's the rope of righteousness and it belongs to all the saints. In fact, at one place in the book of Revelation, God pulls the clouds back and allows us to see through the veil and said, what are these with the white robes and palms in their hands? Remember the message on palms? The palms in their hands 
What are these? Who are these? They're the righteousness. They're the children of God. They're the righteousness of Jesus Christ. They're the ones that have on the robes of him, and they've washed them in the blood of the lamb. The ropes have to, be, have to be dipped in the blood of the Lamb. It's on this altar where we don't die that death, but we die another death. And yes, we make mistakes on this altar. Yes, we do, but we wash them in the blood of the Lamb. We don't pick up and say, God, I'm going to prove you something better. I'm going to prove you I can do better than this. No, the robes over here are washed in the blood of the Lamb. They're completely dependent on Christ. They're complete, completely dependent on His righteousness. It's the difference between the two. It's glorious. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4 verse 3. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. What did Abraham do? I'm describing the moment at the stone. I'm describing this moment when he made the altar. He believed God, and God said, that's what is required of me to make you righteous. Some of you struggle. Some of you struggle in your life. You think you're never good enough for God. I've got news for you. You are exactly right, and you will never be good enough for God. As long as you think that and are like that and live like that, you're working at this pile. You will never be good enough for God. God cannot accept you as a person. He accepts you through Jesus Christ. And that's the righteousness of Christ. That's the robe that we walk in. It's not our own righteousness. Our own, our own righteousness has filthy rags. It's like a Babylonish garment. That's our own rags. Our own righteousness is as filthy rags. Verse 4. Now look at this, my friend. Listen to it. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. You want to keep working harder and harder to somehow weave your robe together so that God smiles on your life and starts blessing your life. The Bible says if you work, you're going to go deeper in debt. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.